Greetings. Yes, greetings. This is Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 2 of my podcast, Through My Looking Glass. My podcast is dedicated to victims and survivors. I am a survivor, no longer a victim, and it feels good, real good. I am a reality poet. I like to write about real things, you know, real things. I am African-American, born in Jamaica. I came to the United States when I was 12. I grew up in New York, I had my children, then I moved to Massachusetts. I will tell you that I'm safe and in a good place. I've taken control of my life and will not allow my past abusers or anyone else to control me. If you ask me how I'm doing in this moment, (laughs) I am rejoicing on how lucky I am. I am thinking about the fact that I have survived. Okay? I am thinking about the choices that I've made that get me to the point, this point in my life. So if you're with me last week, last week was week one, this is week two, I'm doing a self-evaluation. And I'm gonna ask you to join me in doing that. And in doing that, we'll need pen and paper. I have mine all ready to go. But I want to ask you, how are you doing in this moment? I hope you are safe and in a good place. And if you are not, I hope you're working on being safe. Okay. So we're going to take part two of the self-evaluation. But before I start... As always, I want us to remember about her brothers and sisters that wasn't, that was here last week, that's not here with us today, and even the one that's passed before. You know, because overdose, drug addiction has caused a lot of death. A lot of it is, <laughs> a lot of it is, is medication that people get from the doctor. A lot of our brothers and sisters have died from car crashes and, you know, different things, even cancer. Um, And a lot have died from domestic violence. So as I said, October is domestic violence Awareness Month. Domestic violence. Okay. People tend not to think about it or talk about it as much as it should be talked about. It's kind of on the ush-ush. But in reality, one in seven women, children, and men are affected by domestic violence. 
So if you think about it, there's 10 of you in a group, at least one, that 10 and maybe two is experiencing it. They might not tell you, but they're experiencing it. Okay. And it doesn't matter what race you are, what age you are, what sex, what your sexual orientation is. What religious gender, it doesn't matter what your background is, how educated you are or uneducated you are, what level you are in your job. It still happened because people were very high, powerful people in some of their jobs. They go home to somebody who is going to make them feel smaller than than they felt before they even start grade school. And that's sad. Very, very sad. Okay. So over half of the domestic violence cases go unreported. And if those people are suffering and they remain stuck in this cycle of abuse over and over again. I was doing some reading this month because I said, as a, as I am a survivor. And this is something that is really, really high upon my things that I, you know, I think about. All right. The NNEDV nationwide, they say there's an average of three women are killed by a current or former intimate partner every day. Three. That's a lot. Okay. And we need to take stand. We really need to support each other. And I know I will say the number at the end, but if you are experiencing domestic violence, please call 988 or 888-285-5665. There's people out there that is trained to answer the phone and help you never feel like you're alone. Never, never feel like you're alone. So I, like I used to say, a average of 20 people per minute of physically abuse by intimate partner. 20 people per minute. That's a lot of people. Think about if you're in a room with 20, 40 people. Just think about it. People could be just, you know, it's sad. The good thing is that some people are seeking support. So they said there is, on a typical day, there's over 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotline nationwide. So that's, that's good. People are calling. People are reaching out. And when you get that support, don't just go back to where things were. Just continue, continue to continue. And later I would read a poem because you know what? As I said, I got out. I got out. 
So one in four women and one in seven men have been victims of serious physical violence. That means beating, burning, any kind of violence you can think about. Okay? And domestic violence. It has a lot to do with people who are depressed. A lot of people that's depressed, they're depressed because they're suffering from domestic violence. You could be happy, happy at work, and the minute it's time to go home, you don't want to go home. You, you wish the day wasn't over. Okay? And we know as victims and survivors. We know what it feels like. We know what it feels like. And that's why one of the reasons I'm doing this self-evaluation because I'm hoping that, you know, some of you listeners will really do it yourself and realize it's about you. It's not about anybody else. We got to take control of ourselves. We have to take control of ourselves. Okay. So this part two self-evaluation, these questions, as I said, was taken from the Journal of Counseling and Critical Psychology. Okay. It's always good to evaluate yourself. So in this, in doing this valuation, again, we need to think about ourselves. This one today, the second one is called the need assessment questionnaire. Okay. And we know we always think so negatively. We need to start being positive about ourselves. So if you have your pen and paper, this scale is a little different. It's not true or false. I'm going to ask 13 questions. And we need to answer, as include myself. There's five options. The first one is strongly disagree. The second one is disagree. The third is neither agree or disagree. Number four is agree. And number five is strongly agree. So you rate yourself one to five. And number one is when you totally disagree. Number five, you strongly agree. Okay. So I'm going to read the questions. Here we go. Get my pen and paper. All right. Number one. I spend a lot of time, a lot of time talking to other people. Number two, I would like a career where I have little, have very little supervision. Three, I would enjoy being in charge of a project. Four, I am a hard worker. Five, 
I would like a job where I can plan my work schedule myself. Six, I would rather receive orders than give them. Seven, it is important to me to do the best job possible. Eight, when I have a choice, I try to work in a group instead of by myself. Nine, I would like to be my own boss. Ten, I seek an active role in the leadership of a group. 11. I push myself to be all that I can be. 14. I prefer to do my own work and let others do theirs. 13. I find myself organizing and directing the activity of others. 14. I strive to be in command when I am working in a group. Okay, so how did you do? Like I said, it is about you. And a lot of these questions I know this has to do with a job but I feel like some of them I was able to answer them just even the fact that if I wasn't working I could still answer these questions you know or if I'm looking for a job I could answer these some of these questions because some of them is what I would like what I want happen most of them is what I want happen or don't want or don't feel comfortable doing and again it's you know You might not feel comfortable doing certain things, even though you know you can, but you might feel better if somebody else take the lead. But what you should not do, I mean, my opinion, what I will not do is let somebody else take control of something that I know that I can do and I have an option of doing. You know, if this is something that I really want to do, I'm going to step up and do it. Oh, because people are going to always make me feel that I can't do it. I've had that so much in my life. And when I go through those questions last week, there was a, tr- a couple of them that I was really surprised about in regards to myself. You know, and I'll share two with you. The, the ones we had to do... Um, True and false. One of the ones that surprised me was number four. Number four, I put false. And it said, I am unconcerned even if I know people are forming an unfavorable impression of me. And I should not... I should be, I should, that should be a true for me, but it's not. I feel like sometimes I do have some concern about 
when people have unfavorable impression of me. I, I don't know. And that's something I need to fix. That is something I need to fix. Okay. And another one was number 11. If someone is evaluating me, I tend to expect the worst. And I put truth that one. And I should not expect the worst. But again, I'm a survivor. So that part of me, I need to, this is part of the whole self-evaluation. I need to check myself. Like, why do I feel like that? Why do I think I need to feel like that? You know, I don't want to feel like that. So that's something I have to work on. It's something I have to work on. So sometimes we want to take control. And because others think we are not capable, we do not ask for it, like I said. We do not take charge on products, even prod projects, even though we know we can do it, like I said. And I again I am going through this evaluation. I'm looking at these things and I'm checking myself. And I will tell you, the last two weeks have been really good two weeks. I've been feeling good, other than hurt my back trying to lift something mentally I've been in a good place in the last two weeks really good place and I think this self-evaluation is helping me and I'm trying to let it let it's going to extend so I will continue to feel good you know so next week we'll do part three We'll do part three next week, and part three is going to be, okay, um, desirable, desirability of control scale. So we'll take that up. I'll leave it alone and wait till next week. We'll do it together. All right, but back to the fact that I am a survivor and many of you are survivors and some of you might still be victims. And if you are victims, I hope you're working on becoming, jumping over and being a survivor. You know, one of the most beautiful thing for me when I stop being a victim and becoming a survivor is getting out of that. And the way it made me feel, I was so powerful. I felt so good inside. It felt like something I just like mentally, I mentally took this man and I mentally killed him and buried him. And I wrote a poem and this is one of my favorite poem about abuse. I will share that with you. Some of you might have heard it before, but I love this poem. It's titled, I Buried You. And that's something you get to do when you jump from victim to survivor. Okay. I Buried You. I don't know if you know this yet, 
but you're dead. What you see in front of you is is a mere shadow, a shadow of your mere self. I buried you six feet deep, a small funeral, just you and me. I put poison ivy on your grave. I said the last words, Lord, bless his weary bones and surrender them to bitter end. Yes, I buried you along with every pain you ever caused me. Yes, I buried you. I buried you and it felt good. Just me and God. No family, no friends, no one wanted to come. So I did it myself. And when I put the last drop of dirt on your grave, I danced. The reggae, the tango, you name it, I danced it. Yes, you heard me. I danced. You died so I could live. Yes, you are dead. And I buried you myself. I love that poem. I love that poem. So I want to tell you that if you are still a victim of domestic violence, know there's support for you out there. Okay. You are not alone. When you are ready to get out again, just pick up the phone, reach out. Okay. Believe me, it feels good to be a survivor. Like I said, the national, the 988 is a number you call if you're in a tough situation and you need some help. It's also National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 988. All right. Um, National Domestic Violence, 1-800-799-7233. Or... I gave you a number before. That number again. So if you are thinking about, I hope you are, getting some help, getting some support, and getting out of the situation that you're in, please, as I said, call 988 or you can also you can even show up at a hospital or you can call our police station um 
And I know a lot of people don't like to do restraining order, but you're better off doing it. You know, at least it's a start. Call 888-285-5665. Okay. Get help. You're going to be happy. You're going to be so happy that you did it. Right? National Child Abuse Hotline. 1-800-422-4453. Sexual Abuse Hotline. 1-800-656-4673. There's hope. There's hope. There's help out there. And please keep the elders safe. Elderly Abuse Hotline. 866-363-4279. Okay. If you have a family member or friend going through a tough time, please help them. If somebody asks you for help, don't turn your back and say you don't want to get involved. Come on. You know, you don't want to say, I wish I did. Help them. You know, sometimes people don't want to talk and it's okay. Just listen. They don't want to hear your opinion, but you, you can listen. Listen to them if they want to talk. Ask them if they're okay. You might ask them five times and... They might not say something to you till the fifth time, and that's okay. It takes a time, it takes a while for um, victims to trust people. All right. So, as we reach the end of the episode, I, I'm asking you, how are you doing in this moment? I hope you're safe. Again, I hope you're safe and in a good place. And if you're not safe, I hope you're trying to get out of it and be safe. And if you ask me how I'm doing right now, I am still celebrating the goodness of me, myself, you know, feeling good and all, make, in making all the positive choices, all the positive choices I'm, I'm, I'm making in my life. I want to ask you to please listen, share, and subscribe and feel your how are you. I hope you enjoy part two of um, self-evaluation. I am Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Thank you for listening. Again, you're very loved, so don't forget that. There's a lot of people out there that love you. Stay safe.